Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Before we start this episode, we want to talk about our friends at Beachbody On Demand. Beachbody On Demand is an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective world-class workouts personalized to meet your needs, plus extensive nutritional content, all proven to help people achieve their health and fitness goals with step-by-step program guides, workout calendars, comprehensive nutrition plans, an innovative portion control focused cooking show fixate, and the motivation and support of a growing community. Beachbody On Demand is the total package. They have programs like PO, 21 Day Fix. To get started, to get into a to a habit of doing it, I've been doing 10-minute trainers, so it's just a little over 10 minutes each morning. And actually, I legitimately have seen uh, a difference. If Seriously, if you set your mind to it and you keep up with it, you will definitely see results and and there's so many different options. There is something for everybody. I've been trying out Insanity because I've been working on cardio. I want to make sure my heart's nice and healthy. But Beachbody On Demand also allows flexibility to design your workout schedule from over 600 different workouts. 600 that, so you, could, many. that you could get everywhere because yep. it's a streamable service. Exactly. Yeah. And there's over 100 different recipe videos to cook better. To check out this brand new service that already has over a million members, uh, you guys can try out a free trial right now. Uh, only Stupid Answers listeners. Peek up your ears because we got a good deal for you. Text STUPID, S-T-U-P-I-D, to 303030 and get full access to the entire platform for free. One more time. You're gonna not you're not going to a website. You're going to pull out your phone real quick. You're going to text STUPID, that's S-T-U-P-I-D, mm-hmm. to 303030, 30, 30, 30, yes. 330s, and you can get full access to the entire platform for free. A free trial membership right from the boy people to the moist little ears. Yep. Go check it out today. Highly recommend it. Anyways, guys hope you enjoy and on to the show like that wasn't fucking orgasmic well oh (laughs) oh good morning moist little ears dj yes take it away (laughs) while you drink your arizona iced tea oh yeah it's not red bull jackasses it's raspberry tea my name is dj woldridge i co-host only stupid answers you can find me at dj talks trash on twitter sam sam basher you can find me everywhere but go ahead and fuck those two twitter handles go ahead and follow only stupid answers yank out the vowels from From stupid also you you can go to only stupid answers.com to find all the places uh, where you can listen to our podcast, uh, all our episodes, all of our social media stuff. That's our that's your one stop shop. Here's the here's the intro song for Only Stupid Answers, the one we've been doing for twenty episodes now. Three, two, one, go. It's only stupid answers, the podcast you can put your ears to. It's like an eighties newscast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Done, that's what we done, wanted. Done by. Uh, the high school AV club. <laughs> no, that's the choir. That's the, the choir. It's the high school choir. choir. All right, that's the, fair enough. That's the acapella group. <laughs> uh, Sam, as we begin every episode, yep. I don't, I don't have the dock up. I screwed up. I started talking. Oh boy! I know, I know, I know. But Sam, uh, every episode, 
one of our favorite things to do is we love it when our fans go to iTunes, mm-hmm. give us a five star review, yeah, because it just it just it's just nice, and so to, and it's fun because uh, while we do play, put our podcast on a number of platforms, so many Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, anywhere you want to go, yeah. Uh, iTunes lets us get reviews and we love reading them out on the podcast yeah so we would like to do a quick shout out to some of these reviews we've got um, Caravan Boy here who says keep it coming guys this podcast keeps me sane while in rush hour keeps me sane while in rush hour too thank you it keeps me sane when Caravan I think Boy. about rush hour 4 coming out in 2019 I'm really excited about that movie uh, but we have another one that's what he said right I wasn't yes. listening uh, but we have another uh, comment here this one's gonna be awesome because uh, I'm about to read it. Uh, it's uh, Krelly7. My favorite boys, five stars. Thank you so much. So glad this podcast exists. Exclamation point. I love hearing Sam and uh, DJ Sam talk about the nerdy things they love, period. Even if the topic is something I'm not familiar with, comma, it's still a pleasure to listen to, hyphen. Sam and DJ are just that wonderful, comma, insightful, comma, and funny, period. Love you guys. Exclamation point. Thank you so much. Want to make sure I paint a picture of this sentence. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I love how many times people were like, sometimes I have no fucking clue what you guys are talking about, but I still (laughs) I still listen listen and love it. (laughs) And you know what? You guys you guys are the best. (laughs) You guys are our favorite because today we're probably gonna talk about something that none of you guys have seen because the box office reports are not doing well. But But you should go, especially if you're over the age of sixteen. Yep. You should go see it. It's really good. It's real good. And that's the end of the episode. That's we it, got yeah, it. Good job, everybody. Sorry, we're talking about Blade Runner 2049. That's it. You guys can follow us on Twitter, <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> but also, let's do our my favorite segment, top of every episode. <sighs> Had a little spit in my mouth. Uh-huh, what we're fair. into this This week. week. And this is the segment where DJ and Sam and also some people from Reddit talk about what they're into this week. It could be movies, TV shows, comics, or just new fun activities. Yes. DJ, take it away. Um, So a couple things. One, Sam, remember when you were like, hey, DJ, I'm so excited about American Vandal. And I'm like, oh, I think it looks dumb. And you're like, check out the first episode. And I was like, it was fine, although I'm slightly into the mystery. Remember that conversation? Mm -hmm. I finished the show. (laughs) You beat me. It's... uh, it's super shockingly engaging and funny enough the whole theme of it by the time you get to the end is overcoming your biases and which was very apt for the way i went into the show and i'm very i i highly recommend it i really liked it i am so happy right now yeah like i really liked it how how many episodes are you in? i'm on episode two because i started watching it yesterday because i got into a show that i'll talk about in a second a different show but um no not that it's the show's bad it's just i got distracted by another show so i was like i've been wanting to watch this other thing for a long time i'll get on that yeah I'm excited to talk about that. Anyways, American Vandal, first episode, I got to the cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. And that's what Wait got me. I was like... It also, you'll love Serial, by the way, the other podcast. Yeah. Because this is the exact format they even, of that. They, they reference it. They reference Serial. Yeah, the they, it's, it, it's, they, they take this so seriously in the show. And I love it. It's yeah. so well, good. It's, it's, kind, of, it's a, kind of like a really crackerjack good... Like, I went in thinking it was a dumb comedy. And it is a comedy. Oh, it is. But, it, but it's and also... some of their jokes are fucking... I love in dude, the second... I think it's the first episode. He's like, oh, I work at Postmates now. And he's like, well, it's kind of cool you get free food. And he's like, can I have some fries? He's like, no, 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 you can't take that many. <laughs> yeah, you if you do many, then they notice it. Yeah, the the uh, there's some good moments. In episode three, you get to spend more time with uh, Mr. Kraz, who was actually in a nuclear family sketch that we did. Uh, the Bachelorette. I, yeah, I believe yeah. the actor's name is Ryan O'Flanagan. He's very good. Also, he, he had a... Is, 
equally good in American Vandal. Like he is easily the funniest part. Every time he's on camera, he kills it. Uh, also, episode four begins with my favorite joke in the whole series. The the it's, but what, what kept me coming back is because those times I, I thought were hilarious. But what actually got me more was it's actually a really fun, engaging mystery. Like it's a it's a and it's a cool take to like really there's stakes in it and, and they do a good job of like emphasizing why this matters to these people but it does a great job of like taking the stakes out of something like serial like because those situations you're dealing with murder mm-hmm. this is like no it was like this guy's high school experience yeah and also it does a good job of of showing why emphasizing why high school really doesn't matter but yeah. why we treat it like it matters a lot and how it can end up affecting even though it's only four years of your life how it can end up affecting your entire life even though it probably shouldn't yeah which it, is really it, smart i i i really highly recommend it it's the series i love like that the analysis of the dick drawing yeah and, like, man and i love the, like the high grade like the special effects they use to like analyze things like a crime scene it's yeah. it's such a they bring up 3d models about so <laughs> much so much especially when they get into the hand job thing there's like that's amazing and I was like, there was a couple times where i was like where, where are these kids getting the budget for this yeah no it's great especially when they're like doing a breakdown in like their av club room or whatever and it's yeah. just like this is amazing i love this so much and they're like oh so you think like it couldn't have been him and i love like like the little graphics they do for like when they break down like their four-point attack for the main guy like yeah. the the main guy who you're trying to figure out if he's guilty or not and then when they do it in reverse and like the little like little touches they do to the graphics yeah. i'm like yeah this is exactly how like yeah like a live action law and order or something like that would do this i'm very hopeful that they do a second season i'm, I'm actually hoping they stick with these characters because uh-huh. it's weird it's weird even though they're super different it kind of like scratches a little bit of that veronica mars itch mm-hmm. like uh and i i really like the the main character the main the two main characters it's their junior year so i'm hoping that they'll go to the senior or maybe in a college like I, I feel like there's a lot of mileage out of this formula yeah and especially since we didn't like want to bring up veronica mars when your first season's like solving rape and murder mm-hmm. it's hard to like go from the, especially if you're dealing with like a high schooler like they're not going to get bigger mysteries than that <laughs> yeah you know i mean with this one it's so small scale like you could see them trying to figure out other stuff and they do a good job of unpacking like the consequences of what they're doing within the high school environment mm-hmm. i'm very excited to check it out i uh do you have anything else you wanted to uh, i've about? been reading uh i just started reading because of comicsology unlimited um brian michael bendis's run on daredevil which is which i've known for a long time as like the one of up there with frank miller's the the seminal run mm-hmm. of the character and reading it it's like oh yeah i can see why uh him and alex his writing and alex Malave's art really like it's it's basic it's almost perfect like it's it's really great i'm excited for that did you know seminal sounds like semen i did know that that's my takeaway from what you just said <laughs> okay but i will check it out because comicsology limited also i had this thought we should figure out how to get like a deal with comicsology yeah unlimited. we should because we're we, we're eating that up yeah <laughs> we're eating that up also we give so many suggestions it'd be nice if these guys could have a place to go and you know check we'll hit them up we'll hit them up yeah I did one time. They shut me down really quick. But <laughs> let me talk about what I'm into this week. Uh, I've been reading comics. <gasps> Shocker. I picked up Doom Patrol again because I, I dropped it. And I was like, wait, you know. I said, is Doom Patrol? Yeah. Did you read the most recent issue? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I really don't. I'm not feeling. Would she? I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not feeling this book. This is uh, I. It's weird, but and I love weird, and I love the the art is amazing. Yeah, Nick. I think it's Nick Darrington. And there's a lot of like individual moments 
in the in these books that like not in every issue, but yeah. every couple issues you get a moment that's like, wow, this is really cool. Like I love how you're showing this, and it's uh, it's it's very creative. But then I'm just like. Happening right now, yeah. I really don't know what the fuck is happening in this book. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and like it, it I, I, I'm dropping it again. <laughs> I gave it, a, I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. I, I, I'm into it. I, there was a moment uh, that was like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Robot Man. I hope, I wish Robot Man would show up in more shit, like outside of just Doom Patrol. I just love that character. And when DC did not know what to do with Justice League International or whatever, no. like they had like another, they had Justice League International for a second in the New 52. Uh, Robot Man was a part of it. And oh, really? Sa- he teamed up with Vandal Savage and Sergeant Rock and all these, like, just like a grab bag of <laughs> random characters and they threw them into yeah. a situation. I love it. I could not pick up that book again because of how confusing and not poorly written it was yeah. sorry to be a little harsh it was not a good book but jessica jones brian michael bendis bringing that up again alias, uh, alias but uh, the jessica jones book right now oh it's the, current one, yeah, the current, current one yeah the current one because i have i have on on my docket i have the original alias run nice yeah. but uh for with jessica jones they're dealing with purple man again because he's still running around and it, it the way they're going about it now that she's a mom and the way that Luke Cage and Jessica Jones have like keywords to know when like hey he's back we need to figure out how to you know what to do about this yeah. it's really cool and cool. god damn it I love reading Luke Cage and Jessica Jones as a couple like they're yeah. they're so they're so well written Venomverse ended heard it was real bad yeah it was <laughs> Batman White Knight yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman White Knight was um I want to check out the new Venom comic that just released though just because that cover man the, the cover looks cool. The cover but... looks so cool. Mark Bagley uh, doing Venom is really rad. Uh, I like... Uh, oh, I'll say Batman White Knight in just a second, but Deathstroke, they has that Defiance team with yeah. Wally West and uh, Power Girl and a bunch of other characters. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because they're really building out Wally and Deathstroke's turning him into a better hero, which is really That's cool. That's cool. And also Power Girl is cool like, this is a new power girl not the classic no no uh, no. this is power girl since teen titans got it. and also that weird power girl series where she was from earth too but she was on the main earth with huntress you know world's finest oh so that so she gave her powers i think to don't it don't quote me on that it's a little confusing but no there's a different power girl now and she doesn't have anywhere near the same powers as power girl got it got it, got it, got it. yeah so but it's really cool because uh it, it's just fun to play around with those characters but batman white knight if you guys want a story where joker's the good guy and batman's supposed to be the bad guy uh check it out because batman fully fully yeah uh batman fully fully snaps and joker gets severely sev- like just brutally beat up and drugged by batman like it's it's a big problem and this whole comic is supposed to be a piece on police brutality and it's a really interesting approach to it and also every fan has always brought up the idea that you know if batman existed like he he wouldn't like there was yeah. no way that the police would let this vigilante exist and that's what this book addresses the only problem is that your main character is a known like maybe probably rapist 
mass murderer, serial killer. Like, he's not yeah. a it's, good person. It's they, hard for him to just flip around and be like, cool, I'm part of society now. Yeah, because they also have this splash page of just like, here's the backstory of the Joker. You know, and, yeah. and just like some really cool images. Also, the guy who's writing and drawing this. Sean is Gordon Murphy. So good. So. He's amazing. Um, but you do see Harley and she's crying and you're like... So he's definitely been abusing her, yeah. possibly raping her. You're like, because yeah. that's what is implied a lot with with Harley and and Joker, which I don't. That's why I never understand why people are like, I want my relationship yeah, to be relationship like that. Goals, like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, he, it's so unhealthy. Listen, we get it. Jared Leto's handsome and Margot Robbie's pretty, but that doesn't mean that the relationship they're representing in this particular case. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not healthy. So there's that problem. Yeah. Do you think it would work? Better if maybe it was like Riddler instead of Joker. Mm, Although no. I think Riddler now is a murderer in uh, the joke, War of Jokes and Riddles. Yeah, Typically, but that's, that's Tom King's approach to it. Yeah. Though. So I because in that case Riddler is just more like a puzzle person and not a mass murderer. It would have been interesting if it was Riddler because he can out think. Because now the Joker is like he's like so sane that he's able to like he's reading up on the law every day and night like yeah. he he wants to know like how he can take down the GCPD and uh Gordon and Batman and everything like that. So the Riddler would have made sense. That would have been yeah. that would have made sense and like he and you deal with a lot a lot less of the like he's a criminal uh-huh. but he's not like he's not the Joker. Yeah, he's not. But I get why you picked the Joker cuz it's he's a Joker. Yeah, it's the Joker. So yeah. you want to sell comics. But also Besides comics, I checked out The Good Place. It's the NBC show from Michael Schur who did, who helped with the adaptation of The Office and you make Parks and Rec. Yeah. So good. And I, and you, you get a lot of those, those Fremulon, you know Fremulon, the production company that made all those shows? Mm-mm. Oh, Fremulon made like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec and stuff. Oh, and, good and they're for them, making, man. They're making this. And I think that's Michael Schur's production company. Well, it's kind of like, good work. it's like, it's all those comedians that you really like, like yeah. Nick Offerman and Kristen Bell and yeah. The Good Place. If you guys don't know, it's an NBC show where, uh, it's right when Kristen Bell dies and she goes to the good place. It's not heaven. Basically, it's this other place where most religions didn't get it right. Uh, they only got like portions of it right. Yeah. And so she, for reasons, was such a good person, she gets to go here and basically everybody else in existence goes to the bad place. Um, but when she gets... And you get paired up with a soulmate, which is really cool. Like everyone has a soulmate. So you get to live with this person who is the your full... Like will complete you as a person. Uh, and so when she sits down with him, his name is Chidi. He's from Senegal. Uh, he, uh, she's like, I'm not supposed to be here. This, there's been a mistake. Like, I'm not this person. Like, yeah. we have the same name, but I was not a humanitarian who like d- did heart surgery in the back of a burning car. Like, I wasn't this person. Like, yeah. she, she's like, I was from Phoenix, went to school in Tempe, and then I went back to Phoenix. And she would sell medication uh, or fake medication to s- the sick and the elderly. <laughs> and you're like, wow. Yeah, so she like when you unpack of how bad of a person she is yeah. it's so funny so basically she's just trying to figure out a way how to become a good person so she can stay in the good place and not go to the bad place what a great premise it is so good and you meet more people and like it, there's a bunch Chidi's a great character because he's um, he's like I can't lie I was an ethics professor that's yeah. why he's so good at teaching her and you also have two other characters named one girl one woman named Tahani and she is like upper 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 class from uh, England she's friends with everybody but she always says like oh you know my friends posh sp- spice and baby whatever like yeah. she she's friends with everybody you yeah. know and like she will n- always talk about it so it's really obnoxious she's paired with a a monk who has chosen to take a vow of silence and has been silent since he was seven and like even in heaven he's still silent and Jeez. so since she talks so much and he doesn't like you're trying to figure out how like they're going to complete each other yeah. it's really interesting and Ted Danson I've never watched him in anything he is this 
that he describes himself as like a nine dimensional being, but he's in human skin. So like he's the one, he's the architect. He built this neighborhood because the good place isn't just everybody. Yeah. You don't get to hang out with everybody. You hang out with the people that would work best for you for eternity. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and you, there's even like a thing called Janet. They're like, it's a robot. And she's like, I'm not a robot. And he's like, well, it's a woman. And she's like, I'm not a woman. <laughs> she's like the, uh, culmination of all knowledge in the universe and she'll tell you anything and she'll get you anything you want and she'll just kind of pops in and out of existence whenever you ask for her uh, and she's like Janet and she pops up and um, she's got some great jokes uh, that's awesome like one character falls in love with her and uh, she's always like I don't have a father I just and I whenever I go away I just go to my void there's nothing there <laughs> and then I come out to talk to you guys and she's she can be in multiple places at once she's like not a thing she's yeah. not a living thing it's amazing sorry uh, season one 13 episodes they're 20 minutes a piece on Netflix so it's a quick oh, watch very cool and, and season two just started and I love I love what they've done so far also you mentioned that Adam Scott is, I knew, is in it I haven't watched it yeah. but I saw I was hearing stuff about it and of course I love Parks and Rec so yeah. when I found out he was involved and I love Kristen Bell mm-hmm. he plays a smaller part but uh, when he but dealing with he, the bad the idea behind the bad place is great yeah you, you do get some you do get some people from the bad place and Adam Scott is so fucking funny. He no. when you let him be an asshole because like he's a he Ben White's great. Yeah, because you forget because he was Ben White for so long, but before that he was the the shitty brother, the shitty brother and stepbrother. Like yeah. he was always kind of like the asshole. Yeah, he's so good at playing the asshole. Like he at one point in the show is clipping his own toenails in a restaurant in the good place because he's up there and he's like, look, look out, my guys tend to boomerang around the room and it's like you're the fucking worst person ever michael sure is so good oh wait there's a, even like a train that takes you places yeah. and he's about to take someone to the bad place but it gets stopped he's like just so you know we're gonna keep it at around 87 degrees and every time you think it's hot it gets a degree hotter and he's like you just thought about it <laughs> it's just things that are just like ah. it's not like it's 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 just it's just uncomfortable Uncomfortable. oh everything's always just uncomfortable it's so good so guys check out the good place but also we want to read really quick before we get into blade runner talk uh blade runner 2049 uh shout out to uh iqbal and miss ander fulcrum guys you both make posts for what you're into this week sometimes at the same time but either way i still appreciate you guys doing it uh because that way people in our audience can start sharing what they're into uh if that's what Oh, wait. Miss Ander Fulcrum is in L.A. attending a science conference at UCLA. That's so cool. He's an undergrad there. Miss Ander Fulcrum, do you live in L.A.? We'll go hang out. We'll go, we'll go down to UCLA. We'll all hang out. You could perform surgery on us. What? what? It must be easy. Uh, let me see. Uh, Swanman85. Just watched the first episode of The Gifted, and I got to say I'm interested in what happens next. Love the little ringtone Easter egg they threw in there. By the way, guys, the bonus episode this week on our Patreon is talking about The Gifted. Make sure you go download that now. Also, Echo Spiders wrote, uh, wrote I read Batman The Long Halloween, and it's so good I immediately started on Batman Dark Victory. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, it's the follow-up to Long Halloween. Same uh, creative team. Oh. Oh, picking up a lot of Batman this week as well. Uh, standout uh, as well. Standout will be Batman Thirty Two conclusion to the oh Batman Thirty Two conclusion to the War of Jokes and Riddles, and also Batman Dawnbreaker DC Metal tie in a lot of bats. Yeah, DC Dawnbreaker. If you want to read that, our buddy Sam Humphreys, who's on a bonus episode, mm-hmm. he uh, he wrote that one. Yeah, so give that some up. Also check out Nightmare Batman Green Lantern team up. <laughs> uh, they also. Um, 
uh, Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica. Yeah. It was written by um, uh, uh, my pal Mark and Draco. Really? And his pal, along, he co-wrote it with his pal Paul Dini. Um, so check that out. That Those are on comic stores now. Very cool. I think that's enough of this. Yeah, man. I'm excited to talk about Blade Runner with you. I'm excited as well. So as as per usual, we're going to do spoiler free, and then we're going to go into spoilers. Um, so Sam, you have not <laughs> seen you've not seen the original Blade Runner. No, I did watch a sum up video of the plot of Blade Runner before we went and saw this because I was like, let's not be dumb. Let's not. Yeah. Be, I don't want to be totally lost on some stuff. And um, I think every reference I got, I yeah. got basically every reference they they laid out. But you've seen it. You've seen I, yeah. one. Edition I saw. Of it. I think I've seen the most recent edit I saw in college. Um, Came out in two thousand seven. The most recent one. That sounds about right. Yeah, then that's yeah. the final kind. That's what everyone says. It's like it's a total is that ten years ago. Yes, it is. Holy shit! Yeah, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so it's been a minute since I've seen it, but uh, but I have seen it and mm-hmm. I loved it. I think, especially that version of it. If that's the first, if you can find that version, go to town. Um, yeah, don't watch the theatrical cut. Everyone agrees that that's just horseshit. Yeah, not also, real good. But you because uh, the original, the theatrical cut, the studio got scared that. Uh, people weren't going to understand what's happening. So they yeah. made Harrison Ford record a noir style narration throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And you mentioned last night after it's like, you can tell that he, oh, he just uh, did not want to do it. No, not at all. Yeah. It's so lazy. It's yeah. so lazy because I heard it in one of the sum ups yeah. I had. Like, like, here's an example of what that's like. And I like, was yeah. wondering if I should go into the, it's like, Oh man, you don't need to explain everything. Yeah. So, um, Check out the original, but we're talking about Blade Runner 2049, starring Ryan Gosling. Directed uh, by Denis Villeneuve. Who's done Prisoners, Arrival, um, Sicario. I love Arrival, too. Beautiful movie. Blade Runner 2049. Okay, let's let's hop right into yeah. it. Uh, for someone who's never seen a Blade Runner movie, loved it. I love this movie. It uh, It didn't wow me like I thought it would. Kind of like how a lot of blockbusters do, you know. Like it's not like, and uh, you kind of have an expectation of like of something in a blockbuster movie wowing you or like making your jaw drop. Nothing in this movie made my jaw drop. I was just kind of in awe throughout the entire thing of how visually they just made this entire world come to life. Yeah. Uh, because it's oh, it's so goddamn beautiful from the the light design how uh i was talking with my brother about this there's so little light in this movie there's so little yeah. use of light and, and that's really cool how they did that how well, they shot it's that interesting way because they do kind of um especially cities giant cities there's giant very cities. little light in that city um it's it, and it's interesting because they do subvert some things because the original blade runner is so associated with like the city at night and it opens in the day on a farm mm-hmm. you know what i mean but it's everything still feels very blade runner-ish uh roger deegan shoots it and if you don't know who that is he's shot some of the most beautiful movies of all time he's probably the best cinematographer out there yeah, or, or at least yeah. uh, my favorite my favorite right yeah now. he's done a lot of work with the coen brothers uh tremendously gifted um and it's just every the texture of the movie, every every layer of it is just really gorgeous. I was telling Sam that it's like it's it's good to go see a movie in the theater, especially a wide release film that is meant for grown ups. And I'm not talking about like sex and violence and stuff like that, but just like the expectation of the audience is that you're an adult, you have an adult perspective on things and you're willing to pay attention. Yeah, that's the big thing. And yeah. also it, to be fair, it's not throwing you like ninety different 
things. It's just yeah. saying, come on, guys, it's like reading a book. You don't need to go read a Wikipedia article and a book yeah. to understand it. Like, just watch it and understand what Follow we're... along. Yeah. I will say this. I feel like this is a little less abstract and a little more straightforward than the original Blade Runner, mm-hmm. which which um, was kind of disappointing to me. Mm. Um, and I will say that I feel like it was... It's about three hours. It could have done the same in two for me i didn't feel any of that time i did it felt like like watching a play how plays are sometimes excruciatingly long but with this i was like no i want to i want to see more i want to see more of his like girlfriend i want to see more of love the girlfriend love the girlfriend beautiful (laughs) like it's stupid how pretty she is i want to learn more about like the prostitutes i want to learn more about him i want to learn yeah. more about the police about dave batista's character i want to learn more about Decker. check out check out the um the they, short, they've right? done some shorts yeah with that flesh out some of the stuff and dave batista's one is fine he's amazing in it yeah and it's funny because I, I just, you know, you see him as Drax and he's a wrestler. And it's like, yeah, that guy. And just to see the emotional range he can provide a role like this was really cool. Yeah. I, I told you when we walked out of it that it may, I said the first hour, maybe the first half, blown away. Blown away by the whole movie. Like just really wrapped in it. Every time we went to a new part of the world, I was super engaged. I loved all the layers. I loved the way these people lived. I loved the way how they way they lived informs like thoughts on um, identity and your place in the world and what we're doing to the environment and all that stuff. And I think it it was it was like a, a an ex- especially special experience. And then kind of when they introduced Harrison Ford, it became a movie, a good movie mm. to a great movie, but not as like rapturous for me as that first half of that movie was. I appreciated that this didn't feel like a sequel. This did not, yeah, not you, even you, at all, not at all. And you could so, because I knew some of the, the hints to it and because there were, there weren't abstract things happening in it. Yeah. Cool seeing James, uh, wait, Edward James almost. Yeah. That was cool. yeah he's in, uh, he's in the original Blade Runner, which is cool. Um, but, uh, and he Spoilers. did, Oh, that was a spoiler. But not barely, like kind of, but like he, uh, but he, the, he did a reference to the movie, the previous movie. But that didn't detract or even change any outcome of the rest of the movie for me, which was really cool. Like I was expecting it to, you know what James, yeah. what he like his little thing he does. But um, we'll get into that in spoilers. But I just love that I fully followed what was happening in this movie the entire time. Yeah, we and sh- that's so cool because there's so little dialogue. I mean, yeah. and for the amount of time that is happening, like how long this movie is, there's so little dialogue, and there's it's so. God damn beautiful. Like, I don't even know how to say it. Like the 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 way that they brought a lot of things to life, the way they chose to visualize some things. Yes, the cinematography was amazing, but also I think it's Denny Villeneuve like uh, there's one scene with um uh the one the the girl from San Junipero, yeah, uh, yeah. one of the one of the women from that plays a big part in this movie and there's a scene between her, Ryan Gosling and his girlfriend and it's Mesmerizing. So fucking cool. Like, so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. We have some... You want to read Yeah, no, there was, a, there was one comment that plays into this. Evan Cordes at Evan Cordes. How was seeing the movie without knowledge of the original? Did it increase or take away from the experience, you think? I think that's a tweet we can answer pre-spoilers. Yeah, uh, there is one moment where you kind of try to... You, you see a character from Decker's past who plays a main role in the first movie that they kind of use against him. Yeah. Um, 
And because I didn't see the movie, I still understand the importance of it. Yeah. And mainly what other characters in the movie uh, choose to do with that character. You yeah. understand. You don't have to know who she is or what she's been through. You get it. Like, it's what how he reacts to her. And that's that's enough. So, I think overall... Uh, no, you, you could watch this movie without having to see the first one. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I think it does a very good job of, uh, especially with as hard as they, in the advertising, they've been promoting Harrison Ford's involvement. Yeah. Um, it really, I, you, you don't need to see the first one. So, yeah. so I do recommend seeing the first one because it's very good. If it was on um, Netflix, we do a live stream of it because it would be, it'd be so cool. Um, but no, you're, you're good. And uh, what I wanted to say oh I love that like it's been a long time before like since you know coked out 70s and 80s sci-fi movies where they're like we need a grand sprawling world where there's buildings are on top of buildings coming in and out of buildings where people are like you know have eaten trash but it's just you know recycled trash you know I'm just thinking of Judge Dredd now yeah. but it's just like and there's like there's a desert everywhere except for just the city and there's giant oceans and giant walls everywhere you know where it's just like yeah. it, it's a mess like <laughs> it's been a long time I feel like since we've had a movie like that yeah and i something about it just made me think of my childhood again maybe because I, I didn't see dread the new one uh that's i don't know if they do good. that I like it um but i just i love that this movie like totally dove into it and it, it i bought it i bought yeah. every little bit of it the world building is great the acting is great um lighting uh, direction of photography uh, it's just it's really stunning again my only knocks are i think it could have been shorter and also i feel like uh the i really like the way they handled the mystery in the first half and and parts of the way it comes off doesn't really like live up to that same tone or vibe or whatever of the but first still, movie of the or? first half of this movie oh gotcha um uh, so i think maybe they could have um I don't know, uh, but but it's still a great movie. It's still a movie I recommend seeing. I feel like we should support movies like this. Um, even though it's weird support saying, like, Danny hey, Villeneuve because I'll watch anything he makes now. Like he yeah. he he sold me. Like I'll I, I'm on board with him. I'll buy his whole collection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of twenty forty nine, what would you? <laughs> what would I give it out of twenty forty nine? Uh, I was gonna do the math between some and some, but now we'll just do twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine is good. What what would be a, a solid A minus? Mm. Uh, twenty seventeen. Really? I don't think that's an A minus. What is it? Higher or lower? I would say higher. Twenty twenty. Do twenty twenty. Let's do twenty twenty. I can do a twenty twenty, but just to I gotta be different. Twenty twenty two. There you go. Because I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you. I think I enjoyed it just a teensy bit more. I really love that first half, man. That like mo- I, it was it was a it was a very special experience for me. It that was first so half. cool. Just the use of color, and I I eat up all this crazy sci-fi shit it uh, had like uh maybe we didn't see i didn't see valerian maybe i missed out on like that kind of sci-fi like that revisiting because it's just a big mess of a city floating out in space yeah. what was i thinking of oh uh, um what 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 were they based valerian off of uh luke Besson. he did v- fifth element fifth element yeah sorry reverse valerian. i really like fifth element i do too but i like it like that kind it's of pretty, city stuff it's pretty gonzo yeah it's yeah. it's so it, they were definitely on so many drugs when they came up with those concepts and no I, man they're just european oh true <laughs> that's how they see the world yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah anyway so you ready to go into uh spoilers for this one let's hop into spoilers so the um the setup is that um K, who is Ryan Gosling's character, he doesn't have a name, that's the first letter in his serial number that I don't remember, stumbles across 
I the world is filled with replicants, which are basically they're not even robots; they're just artificial humans yeah. that are basically a slave workforce. And he just they, he discovers a body of one that had a child, and um, which should boss, be impossible. Which should be impossible. Mm-hmm. And his boss is really threatened by it because if replicants can have children, then they're basically people, and we can't use them as slave labor. So he has to go find and kill his kid. And so now we're well into the Blade Runner ouvre, right? Of of uh, it being a a a classic pulp mystery mm-hmm. wrapped in a crazy sci-fi world and there's a moment where i was like i don't know where uh ryan gosling's character starts to believe that he is the kid mm-hmm. and at first it felt too i'm like what are the odds that the one this one person would then stumble upon this mystery out of all the blade runners that are running around yeah but the effect it has on his psychology, yeah. the way it personalizes it for him, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling kills it. Like you really feel how fucking scared he is that he could become the thing he's been chasing. And God, do they tear him down when they when he realizes like, no, it's a girl. Yeah, of course it's a girl. And he realizes he realizes pretty quick who the who the replicant baby is. Um, but. The I just had this. Uh, I was talking with my brother this morning, and just uh, man, by the end of it, he has nothing. He has he has nothing. And he I, has nothing, and like he. But the point is, that's what the replicants were made for. And he was told by so many people he was so special, especially that the AI, the girlfriend yeah. that you love. But you realize that she's not special either. She's just doing what she's programmed to yeah, do. She's programmed to, to to make you feel good, and and she does. Even though I, do, and, and maybe this is saying something about the way people perceive stuff or the way I perceive stuff. There's part of me that's like, no, I really do think she felt. You, but you're don't supposed know. to. Don't, you're okay. supposed hey, to. Hey, if feel you want that. your ambiguous ending, d- did she? That's great. And I did think that's she? great. I think what they do with her is great. That sex scene with her and the prostitute is so cool, insane. Yeah, and I love that. It's like stop moving. I'm trying to sync up with you, and yeah. it's like kind of out of sync, but it kind of is in, in sync. sync. Yeah, it's so the cool. weirdest menage a trois ever. Yeah, it's um kind of like um her, but less sad. A lot of that, and a lot of that. I don't know if it's less sad. Um, a, a lot of little that because stuff. then you don't have the crying prostitute. In oh, the you're talking about specifically that scene. I thought about the overall relationship. I was like, no, nah, it gets pretty sad at the end of Blade Runner. Oh no, definitely. But I just mean that specific scene where yeah. they try to have sex. And yeah. it is, and I think it's a very Blade Runner type situation to have uh, artificial human in love with an AI. Uh, that stuff is very much of her. A lot of the shots are very Kubrickian, um, which I don't remember the original Blade Runner being as as indebted to Kubrick as this as Blade Runner twenty forty nine is. Mm-hmm. But I think it adds a lot to the world. Yeah, every, it's, every it's a cool lens thing. to look through. It's like man, the whole Las Vegas scene with the orange radioactive mist and yeah, like, man. the bees. Like the bees were a great touch. And the uh, I have to say, my favorite when they when Ryan Gosling meets up with Decker, they're in Vegas. They're staying in a casino, which is so yeah. cool. <laughs> and of course, Vegas would have uh, once the holograms become a thing, have holographic Frank Sinatra, Elvis. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that my favorite just like touch to this world was a jukebox that plays a hologram of Frank Sinatra yeah. singing the song you just chose. I'm like, that is so cool. I'm like, I, I don't know why that part just grabbed me so much, yeah. but I'm like, that is so creative. And I've, it made me really love that movie. I, I really loved every time we went to different, I loved when he went to the orphanage in that whole, mm-hmm. because it added a different texture of post-apocalypse to it. Uh, I really love the You get the, the real, ap- like apocalyptic. Epic, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the uh, memory maker. 
Mm-hmm. That scene is, I think, very special. That is so cool. Her little like lens that she uses to like. I like that it looks like a lens because she can alter the memory and like she changes the details of the bug around and that was yeah with really her cool. yeah with her little gadget the, yeah the camera lens gadget. I but I think my favorite scene in the movie is when she and we don't even see it, we just see the reactions um, when she's looking at his memory yeah and both of their reactions to that scene I think is I, I, that that scene means a lot to me I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, that's the that's some of the best acting from Ryan Gosling. Just it's so it's subtle. All it does is it's all it is is him staring, her crying, yeah, him screaming, and then immediately walking out of the room, yeah. And it's I just, think Ryan Gosling's perfect for this role. He's a goddamn good actor. He's a good actor, but he's he's also really especially coming off of like stuff like Drive that like that blankness with something simmering inside yeah. that you would want for somebody playing an artificial human that's meant to hunt down other artificial humans yeah perfect mm-hmm. also i i think what really set the mood for me is his his um they're, they're testing him for post-traumatic stress his like his like baseline test every time he does a mission which is a fucking nightmare mm-hmm. when that when that guy through the camera is talking to him and he has to repeat certain phrases yeah it's awful. It's yeah, awful. it's so awful. Um, I did okay. So there is a flaw, or not a flaw, but a question. Maybe you guys can hit us up on Twitter after, or in the chat right now, live. Um, th- there's a slight question that I've been asking people are looking online to see if someone's explained it, and I can't find it. Okay. So uh, Kay has her memories, her childhood yeah. memories. Uh, and that's supposed to lead him to finding her, to getting to Decker and bringing Decker, eventually, basically rounding it out so Decker can get back to her and that she can, you know, they can change, you know, the world yeah. in some way. Did she, how was Kay supposed to go on this mission without going to that specific farm and finding that flower and digging up those bones and yes. finding it like that number on the tree that led to the number on the horse. We talked a little bit about this the other other night. Yeah, I tried to look it up after and it's yeah. just it's it, I don't think the intent was for anybody to go to get Decker. Uh-huh. I think it was it was a coincidence that he had that memory and it happened so happened to be that he has her memory with that tree. But and it's the same reason why I didn't like at first I didn't like the idea of him being the kid because damn is it that a huge coincidence? Then why does he have it? Like why does he have that? Like that's the thing is he should have those memories as a way to lead um, her the girl to to Decker in some way or, because or, this has been planned for a but long again, time. No, but again, I don't think the plan is that Decker ever comes back. I think the plan is Decker stays gone. And so, yeah, and so, sense. and yeah. so, I, I, my understanding was that she puts her own memories occasionally into the replicants. I guess as a way of just getting out into the world. Um, but again, let's say that is the case, and it's just it just so happens to be a coincidence that he this guy becomes involved in that mystery. How? Unless she puts that dream into a bunch of replicants. And so it, there's dozens of them that could have also run into the body and found the thing and then found Deckard and all. It's that I think it relies a little bit since this movie's not really about I mean there there's probably an argument. I believe the argument would probably be that we're dealing with fate and God and stuff like that, especially with all Jared Leto's ranting about God. Yeah. Uh his God complex. And so that maybe coincidences line up in that fate stuff. I don't know if that tracks for me. Yeah, like I, I would, I would rather have it either be a plan mm-hmm. 
and somehow she implanted it into this specific one or have it be le- just have it be less of a coincidence because yeah. it seems like typical movie plot like well of course he's the one that I, I See, I'm just trying to think about it now because it's just yeah. like something then why put the memories in at all you know no are you talking about why in, put in, her in the world or within the story in within the the world like why okay. would why would she put her own memories into him again because she's trapped inside that cell so maybe that's her way of getting out into the world maybe but like then there's this whole other group of people who were looking for her yeah this underground world that- and well here's my other question mm-hmm. does she know those people are looking for her also if the goal was to protect her my assumption is that that's why they put her in the hyperbaric chamber thing was to protect her mm-hmm. then why was she ever in an orphanage like, like and yeah how did she get from orphanage to, to there and it, and, it, and when the woman that protected her talked about it she made it sound like she's been taking care of her the whole time mm-hmm. then why was she ever in that orphanage because that orphanage is not safe at all yeah and she gets the shit beat out of her yeah man. so yeah like that's confusing i don't know if that should and, and it's not in a way that like is purposefully ambiguous that like like when we're talking about the girlfriend we're like did she love him or was it part of the programming that's an ambiguity that i think is inherent within the story intended yeah this part that's confusing us feels like an accident <laughs> yeah like or maybe we missed a key thing sorry that's how i always think whenever i don't understand something in a movie yeah. i'm like maybe there was a key thing that i missed for this that 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 is kind of messing it up for me maybe deep down in all replicants there is this hidden memory and when they see something that like triggers, triggers it, it i like where you're going with that maybe specifically any ones that she puts the memories in yeah her memories are buried within them yeah and I, if she does it for all of them yeah because that still doesn't explain why the hell she was in the orphanage to begin with mm. Well, no, exactly. So Other than that, it gets us a really dope set and a really cool scene with that actor from The Walking Dead. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He really acted the shit out of that. That was everybody did. I yeah, really the like, acting was amazing. Uh, in this. My only real, and I don't think this is on the actress. I think this is on the direction. The girl that plays uh, Jared Leto's henchwoman mm-hmm. is very interesting and nuanced for most of the movie. And then about about the time Harrison Ford gets involved, she becomes full on like. Oh, I'm the I'm the muscle for the bad guy. Yeah, and it becomes a little like less interesting. Yeah, I did her, like by the, the actors, the stunt actors they had doing the kicks and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I I feel like she could take my fucking head off with one of those kicks. She may have. She may have taken somebody's head off. She's like, oh, oh, sorry. Don't worry, the replicants. Like, no, no, that's the movie. Mm. <laughs> when she punches that guy's brains out basically that's what i wanted to bring up yeah they she punches a man so hard in the back of the head his eyes just bleed blood and you're like does that i like i kind of put my hand behind my neck oh guys i can't believe we didn't bring this up earlier hold on we had a movie theater experience (laughs) i don't know this one bums me out a little bit Uh, well yeah here let me i'll tell it my way if you want to i didn't find it a bowing me out i just yeah. thought it was weird there's a man in the middle of the movie who started like walking around the theater like looking for like he did like his, at least three laps yeah he was looking for a seat yeah and eventually he like walked down our aisle and then he left and then he came back every time he walked down our aisle he'd always stop and stand right in front of dj yeah right in front and he's like where's my seat yeah. <laughs> like, i don't know and then like and someone there was an empty seat next to dj and they're like why don't you sit here and he, and he said you're not my friend <laughs> it was like what? And yeah. then, like, basically, and from there, we saw him say what his problem is. Yeah. Look up at the screen. Look up at the screen. See him physically have a realization <laughs> and then voice it. 
and then leave because he realized he was in the wrong theater. And yeah. it was just like, move! Like, yeah. don't What's stand happening? in front of... You're standing right in front of DJ. Yeah. Like, right... It really pulled me out. And it, the, was, it was right... And that's I couldn't. Why it was right when they we first find out about the dream. Like, he was talking to the girlfriend about the dream in the orphanage and everything i started so maybe something in there i started laughing so hard i could i was, was i was genuinely worried for the dude i was like because he seems so spaced i was like are you taking your meds like, was there somebody you, you're supposed to be with yeah, yeah. like is there what's the because you you seem super out of it dude like <laughs> uh, hopefully he found his buddy hopefully he enjoyed the movie um i'd like to think that maybe he, he wasn't even supposed to see blade runner like he was there seeing like the, american made or some shit yeah. and he's like wait a second wait a minute i'm in a different th- yeah because there's only like three theaters on yeah. that top floor of that thing and the other one was my little pony so it's maybe like, that's what he was seeing maybe yeah. hey go for it but like Oh man! Also, before I went in, because I went out and got a snack, I had to get a snack. Yeah. There's a woman and her daughter were arguing <laughs> at the counter yeah. over which powder flavoring they were going to get and pour on top of their popcorn, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening? Like, I don't like. They, I didn't even. I you know, like they always have those there. I've never purchased them. I don't even know what you're talking about. If I'm being they, honest, they have like these little plastic containers where it's like you get chili flavor, oh, like caramel gross. or something. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's uh. gross. Sorry, guys, if you use those, but it's sorry. It sounds gross. Just eat the popcorn yeah, and like popcorn soap. Yeah, and like so you can buy those. And they were arguing over like, no, we want parmesan, and like it's like, no, I want the caramel, and it was like just. Uh, and this girl is like eight. Like, why are you fighting? Yeah. <laughs> this eight-year-old who has like nine My Little Pony things in her arm. And yeah. they're just like, I was getting frustrated. It I was interesting. Anyways, movie was great. Movie and was I, dope. Th- there is that flaw. And I do want to explore it more. But overall, like, it was so cool seeing the girl from the San Junipero in there. I hope she gets yeah. more roles. And she's beautiful. Uh, her eyes, you can just swim in them. Mm-hmm. Um Ryan Gosling fucking killed it, and it just, it was, I think the last thing I saw him in was La La Land, and I watched that again recently, and it was just, it was cool um, to see him of, again. A lot of the people in our community like to shit on that movie. I really like it. Who shits on it? What do they say about it? A lot, it's just, it's the... I have musical not, theater friends, and they shit on it, and I just tell them to shh, because they didn't get cast in it. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think I think that's the problem, is nobody, nobody, none of our friends got cast in it, Here's that's why a, they're all pissed off about it. I get it, like, uh, listen, she sends out her email, she doesn't BCC the guys. All right. Com- and it, oh, what? Also, yeah, that's well, a real thing. Yeah, people complain because she doesn't BCCC them. No wonder and, no one came. Exa- that's what they say. That's what they say. That's, <laughs> that's a joke. Okay, that's funny. But yeah, like, yeah and, but also like, oh, they don't sing that great. Uh, by the uh, yeah. li- listen, it's Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. People went to the movie to go see it. And also, as somebody who doesn't sing or act, I thought they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the majority of the people in America. They did fine. Cool it. Yeah, that's what the m- main criticism uh, I hear is that they they're not it's actually also, good singers or they're dancers. Like, oh, it's not realistic. That whatever. Uh, it's a musical. At one point, they dance in space. All right, we're dealing with musical logic. That's like going in, into uh, Fate of the Furious and being like, I don't think it was believable what they did with the car. You're watching the wrong movie. You're watching yeah. the wrong movie. Also, just shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. Just. Ah, it makes me mad. I just love that movie so I, much. I love that movie. I think he's really talented. It's always um, it's always nice to see somebody who is objectively very beautiful also be tremendously talented. Uh, and I think he's perfect for this role. It gives us faith, role. right? That yeah. we can make it too? No. No. <laughs> uh, uh, Harrison Ford, I think, does a really good job. Um, Some of the best acting I've seen from him in a long time. I did not see Age of Adeline. But I, I did see... I don't know what that is. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I did see... Star Wars, and he is not 
I mean, he's, he's, fine. he's Harrison Ford. Like, yeah. it's not like uh, crazy. But, um, but yeah, I, I do. I think everybody does a really, uh, really good job. I, I definitely recommend going seeing it. I'm excited to see it again. Um, uh, I want to do a, a like a night back to back one night do the original Blade Runner one night do Blade Runner twenty forty nine uh, once it comes out and so I would I would recommend taking them in and seeing it Sam almost forgot my man what you want to answer some of these tweets real quick yeah sorry I have to find um I have to find out who the a- Anna de Armas is the AI. Oh, she's beautiful. I'm sorry, I just Google her. She's she's so pretty. She's uh, so it like like when she's on screen, you're like, yeah, it's high here. She's so pretty. Yeah. Like she's so pretty. Uh, it killed me. Uh, we're in spoilers, so I can mention this when uh, after she's been destroyed and he sees the ad for her. And you're like, oh, that, that kills. No, that that's what I mean. Is yeah. that like you find it when he realizes? No, I it's love a, that. Scene. It's a girl. That it's like it's not him. It's not a boy that they're looking for. It's a girl. Yeah. And then it's like, no. Also, you your love interest. Your love. Was, yeah. Didn't love you. She was like, I'm. I'm. In, I'm glad you enjoyed our product. Is yeah. What she said, and you're like, oh yeah, she's a product. She's not real. Yeah. And I also, but I, I really love that scene because it's in that moment that he basically d- decides his own fate. Yeah. And I think that's a very key thing to to Blade Runner and I and I like that moment and again I like the way he he played that. Yeah, he's kind of a slave to not only his job but also his memories and going after yeah. like figuring all this out and then he realizes, "Oh, it's not even me." Yeah. It's somebody else, which maybe it's a selfish thought, but also it's like you thought this. Like that's yeah. Fine. Uh, favorite shot, by the way. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Favorite shot is when the dog walks up to the blown out window in Las Vegas, and you mm-hmm. just see it staying there as the ships fly off. Yeah, fucking beautiful. Weirdly, for me, I think one of my favorite shots, maybe my favorite shot, is after he goes to the book in the orphanage and it's torn out, and he's just standing in front of it, and it's lit in a way that the wall in front of him is black. So it's just him in a sea of blackness, mm-hmm. and you can just feel like, and it's the back of his head, but you can feel like every texture there it just feels a really it's 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 very alive yeah you know what i mean like the way things are shot like it's weird to describe it's almost like i'm talking about something that was like cg animated and you're like it's a good the way that they detailed all the hair but really like you it's almost like you can touch it yeah you know no that's it's something that you can't say about mainly any movie just yeah. how detailed this was it felt so real kind of like um when you see uh, like Planet of the Apes, when you see like yeah. you, like when you see like a, like uh, Maurice, you're like that's, every time you look at Maurice, it's like that's there, that's a fucking ape. Yeah. Like it, that ape might be in the theater right now. Yeah. It might come out and get us, bite us. Uh, Dennis Sassy at Dennis underscore Sassy. Uh, could there be a sequel about the uh, mentioned revolution of the replicants, or would it be two Matrix slash Terminator? I agree with two Matrix slash Terminator. I kind of wish. I kind of hope. What? How long has it been since the? Has it been like what thirty years since the original Blade Runner or something yeah. like that? Let's wait another thirty years. Don't don't come back to this unless you got something to say. Also, it's not making crazy money, which is disappointing. So I don't yeah. see an immediate sequel. Yeah, um, so I wouldn't mind seeing Blade Runner twenty eighty something. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, and like, there's another blackout, and then there's yeah, another yeah, yeah, new yeah. wave of replicants and something like that. I like the way that they talk about stuff because since it is that sliding scale of the future, so like. W- we're not going to be in the Blade Runner future, shocker. Yeah, and but that's because okay. of the but because of the way they talk about stuff, like it could if you haven't seen the original, you could see it being a possible future for us in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I would love to see one of the other planets if we were to get a sequel. Off world, I still like to think that it's alien. 
What? Because the replicants and the, the replicants in the first one behave more like the androids in the alien movies. Mm. Oh, so that'd be a fun it, twist. Sorry, oh. likes to think it's all the same. I should know because then it's this movie's pretty dark. If you make it part of the alien universe, it's so bleak. That whole that whole universe is the bleakest fucking universe. Like you're fucked. Period. No mm-hmm. matter where you are, what you're doing, and and the way they talk about it in this movie, it sounds like off world's better. There's mainly replicants there and the rich. That's what it yeah. sounded like. I don't know. I did like, oh, um, I'm sorry. I don't know the actor's name, but he was in Good Time, and he was in Captain Phillips, and he's that one guy scanning the wood, and he's like, I can, oh, get, yeah, you, yeah, I can yeah. get you a horse. I can get you a goat. I, can I get love you seeing all. him. Yeah, he's so, and in this, he was finally, like, smiling yeah. and having fun instead of, you know, being in Captain Phillips and being, you know, a pirate or yeah. being, uh, like, a security guard in Good Time and gets the shit kicked out of him. Uh, no, in this, he's smiling, and you're like, oh. oh. Your life's okay. Your yeah. life's all right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to. Don't I don't need a Matrix type trilogy. That's silly. Iqbal, Iqbal Hassan. Uh, what other movies from your childhood do you think deserve a sequel? I would like a sequel to Cellular. Dude, <laughs> Cellular. About, is, I, I love Cellular. Cellular man. is the sh- you guys. If it's you just a funny it, like we're talking Blade Runner and Cellular. <laughs> <laughs> Equally cult classics. Yeah. I, I, Cellular did get some cult following for a second because no one saw it in theaters, but it did get a lot of replay value. That was my first real like. Oh man, Chris Evans has got a future. Like yeah. he's got a career. And Jason Statham is in it. And uh, ooh, uh, um. Uh, who's in um, fuck who's in Shameless main guy oh yeah hey, William H. Macy William H. Macy he's yeah. in it and he's really good and I think there's a woman in it that, that has like a has a name for itself now I gotta look it up cellular guys it's at the it's at the dawn of not smartphones but like yeah. flip phones and everyone has like customizable ringtones you know like sorry when I type in cellular obviously the movie doesn't pop up first yeah <laughs> but is there a uh, is there a movie from your childhood that, think, that, you, that you think deserves a sequel. Kim Basinger. And Jessica Biel! Jessica Biel's in it. Okay. Nice. Uh, I love Jessica Biel. Uh, from my childhood? Uh, okay, if we were to like... I, I, um, I'm trying to think of a classic movie now, like a Blade Runner-esque movie that like I'd want a belated sequel. Iron Giant? Maybe? But maybe. I don't want it to touch... There's nothing else to really touch on in that, like, except for when he rebuilds himself and maybe you get, like... A, yeah, but then you just hope they're happy. You don't want there to be another, like, drama thing. You just want them to be happy with the Iron Giant. And they have co- the Cold War thing. It would be cool if it was, like, in the 80s or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. But no, I think you touched upon enough of it. Like, you, you did enough of it. That's I know the thing. there's it's one. Like, I think I'm screwing up here because I can't think of one, but I know there is one. Like, yeah. I know there is one that I think. That'd be a good question to end on, though, if you guys can think of uh, movies you think would be... Like, give it, like, 10 to 20 more years and then making a sequel for a movie yeah, from our childhood. Like, on. maybe Brave Little Toaster. I know there's four of those movies now, and, like, there's one time when they take a baby to Mars with a with a van. With not a van, sorry, a fan. Yeah. In a, in a laundry basket. I don't know how that... <laughs> uh, I'm going to say I still think there's room to do a Gremlins, a new Gremlins that's not a reboot, but like a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe, though. Like, it's like... I'd like to see them do... This isn't from my childhood, but I'd like them to see them do a follow-up to Attack the Block. That'd be cool. Love Attack the Block, man. I've only watched a little bit of it, but I liked what I saw. You don't have a Blu-ray player. I was going to let you borrow my... Hey, hey. I love Attack the Block. Hey. Um, What's another... Let us know in the live chat, guys. What movies... You'd like to see 
Uh, someone just said they love Brave Little Toaster. Brave Little Toaster's awesome. And someone said they've that never seen Brave Little Toaster. Me, that movie stressed me out It's as a kid. fucking dark. Like that yeah, whole yeah. song where they're, the cars are singing about being smashed and melted. No. It's not great. Or when the... Do you remember the scene, classic scene in cinema history when the air conditioning unit's just like this old crazy man and he's screaming and he's getting more and more angry and he basically blows a fuse and he dies in front of all the other appliances and the appliances are basically kids? There's one scene that it still... give. I still get vague nightmares of it and it's when all the appliances are hiding in like a hardware shop and the guy is walking down and he's going to like open up the radio that's coming with them yeah. and uh, I think there's a point where they like fall into a swamp god that movie's dark as shit yeah. let's watch it I want to watch it really bad <laughs> I, it's, it's tough thinking about stuff that I was growing up with because everything I was in uh, we were coming up during the time of like franchise and shit so everything's gotten a sequel basically what about Land Before Time there's so many sequels I know but maybe give it like a little bit a little bit more time. You're always going animated stuff. That's all. Man, it's my childhood. It's what I mainly watched. Yeah. Like, I mean, besides Die Hard movies, like that's kind of all I watched. Also, Doris Day movies. A lot of Doris Day so movies. So many Doris Day movies. Yeah, you don't like, even know. I've watched it. Happened you don't even it. know. If you guys know what it happened to Jane is. I can't even fucking tell you what happens to that movie. There's just lobsters everywhere. Man, I just. Sorry, I don't remember what this movie is. I just Doris Day. Fuck, man. Parents, they still come over and they're still watching that goddamn movie. It happened to Jane. I'm just like, there's millions of movies. Stop. So wa- many movies. You know what happens in this. You know it. You can recite the l- lyrics, the lines of yeah. this movie. Fuck. It happened tell to me Jane. How you, tell me how you really feel. Gattaca. Never seen it. You don't. Know Basically, that it, Gattaca is... is not a Blade Runner ripoff, but it's heavily inspired by it. Yeah. Um, Jude Law, um, Guy Pierce, Uma Thurman, and I think there's somebody else in there. But it's a it's a future where basically people are genetically born. Like you pick out like everything that, that's going to be like what your child's going to be like. Nice. Um, but one person, but anyone that's born naturally without like being altered in any way, they're second class citizens. Uh, and if you work your way up, you eventually can get become an astronaut and like leave world to another planet. See the kind of like Blade yeah. Runner. Uh, but they're the main character, Guy Pierce, it took on the identity of someone who was made perfect and he mm-hmm. always hides his genetic material and he puts on genetic material of this other guy whose life he took. Yeah. Um, so that he can go to space. But he's got a heart defect, but <gasps> he's been hiding it the whole time. It's really cool. It's a very, it's very stressful to watch, but it's very cool. cool. He even has there's this moment where he wears contacts and he's able to hide it for a long time until he has to get scanned. He pulls out his contacts and then he's asked to walk across like a futurist, like a futuristic highway. So there's like ninety thousand cars going at the same time. He has to cross it, and you're just like, it's fucking stressful. It's a really good movie. Gattaca remake would be really good, uh, but there's some special '90s flavor to it where you're like, if you did it now, yeah, I don't know, you'd lose what made it special. I think so, unless Denny Villeneuve did it. I would love it. Uh, we go. did have a tweet here from uh, uh, da, 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 from Alex at Lexman88. Do you believe Denis Villeneuve is growing as a filmmaker? I mean, he kind of knocked it out of the park with his first few movies. Yeah, I um, do think he would benefit maybe. He makes beautiful films. I, I, I do think to go to that like top like directors that we will remember and talk about for decades... Take maybe take a little. He's he's knocked out like three movies in three years. Mm-hmm. Take a little time. Take a little like like with this movie. Like iron out some of the some of that wonkiness with the mystery. Maybe edit a little tighter. I mean, Arrival is pretty much perfect. Some and the Prisoners kind of wonky. Kind of yeah. And and it's a little like it's a little saccharine. 
I think like I, I think here's here's why I think I I I think I feel that way. He homages Kubrick a lot, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, if you really want to hit that Kubrick tier, you got to spend just a little. You got to be a little bit more obsessive compulsive. Mm. <laughs> you got to just to be a little just to get to that that because because as he he's I think he's very much part of that like uh, workman uh, director like. Uh, franchise studio filmmaker thing and he's at the top of that heap yeah if he wants to get up to that like like really special shit i thought you were about to put your hand inside the fan I, it's, it's happened before it's <laughs> happened before if i'm does that make sense does that yeah because it's not I a dis- it. He, he i just i just feel like he could he could be he could go from great to something really special because he's mm-hmm. definitely great i think you hate him <laughs> I, I am so i'm shocked like after this movie i think he's supposed to do dune i think is he the one that's supposed to be doing dune it wouldn't be shocking it would be shocking i'm glad he's doing this stuff although as a superhero fan like i'm sh- like warner brothers snap this motherfucker up like yeah do uh, it for something i feel like he's what they would want i don't think he'd be the right fit. thing or just as like dark yeah but also i think like i think his style of filmmaking is what they wanted like man of steel and batman v superman to yeah. be which again i think it's still a little too self-serious for what general audiences want yeah but it's like he'd kill it he'd kill it especially so he, if that's what you're shooting for he's taking the bigger ideas that Zack Snyder tries to do doesn't quite nail but he nails it so yeah, I, I think he I, I, I think Warner Brothers would be smart to, I think he's too too specific did, to do a Marvel movie yeah but I think to do like a DC movie if he did Man of Steel 2 I would be very on board I mean, Matthew Vaughn also I'd especially be really if you board. had uh, Brainiac be the villain of a Denny Villeneuve yeah, Man of Steel. Hell yeah, it'd be really cool. Fuck. And I like the idea of Justice League Dark. What's another one that I think he could really go with the weird? I like to see him weird do the stuff. weird. That's pretty weird or headier stuff. Yeah, like maybe do he'd kill a Batman though. He'd do a great as a, uh, doing a Batman. He could. Cut Although it. Matt Reeves is probably gonna kill it if they do. Yeah, no, I'm excited for that. Uh, no, he would do a really cool Gotham. Yeah, uh, I would though like to see. Um, Maybe if he did Flashpoint because I know they want to do Green Lantern. Green Lantern would be really cool. They should get him to do Green Lantern. He'd kill it if you want like those big sweeping space shots. Yeah, like, man. It. I would want Flashpoint because I want to see him do like a take a time travel type thing. And if he did a period piece because he hasn't done a as far as I know he hasn't done a big period. Piece. My the only thing I would uh, would not want with that is I want the Flash movie to be a little bit more fun. And his movies do. are kind of. Not that they don't have there's there was a there's a well, couple really Flash good jokes Point in this first. one. So it's like if they want to do Flashpoint, which is beyond serious for yeah. a Flash story, I think he'd do a good job. I have an itch on my nose when I scratch them with the mic. Listen, I appreciate it. Listen, thanks it guys. Is. Well, we're winding down. Any final thoughts, DJ? Uh, love the movie. Go see it. Go support um, good adult filmmaking. Yes, good adult films. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know what I meant. Uh, uh-huh. Movies for grown-ups that make you think a little bit. Pornos. I love a good porno that Nobody, makes me think. Those, those get plenty of support. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you guys check out Blade Runner 2049 and you let us know what you think. Little announcement time really quick. Tune in later this week to our Patreon and also our social media feeds because we're going to be launching. <gasps> Super TV Showdown. Super TV Showdown. It's Where a, we're going to be talking about. It's a sequel to like Superhero Roundup. We're talking about superhero TV shows. Yeah, but yeah. Um, we have we have a co-host that we're very excited to announce soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and also stay tuned to Patreon because there's other exciting things going on there as well. Basically, so. we want to make sure everyone can join us, but also we still want to you know reward the Patreon people. So some very exciting things are coming. 
Uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Only Stupid Answers. Yeah, got the vowels from stupid. Also, listen to us on every place that we're available, like <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, anywhere yeah. you'd like to go. Follow DJ Talks Trash at Sam Basher. Make sure you rate and review this on iTunes. And yeah, oh, by the way, make sure you tune in at riff.tv slash Only Stupid Answers because every Saturday this month we're for our, we're doing Only Spooky Answers. We're watching yeah. Scary Movies 2 p.m. PST every Saturday. Uh, since this is going to be going up Monday, everyone who's watching the live stream, tune in. We're watching it follows yeah and if you're listening this monday tune in next week because we're gonna be watching train to busan which is this Very korean uh horror movie that's getting it's getting like a cult following i know maybe you guys don't know the title trust us it's gonna be fun also it's free to everybody so yep. come watch with us come check it out love you guys uh stay hydrated i really had i wish i had another can to open or if there was a sound we could make of a can being sealed that was as satisfying as a can opening to be the end of this episode but that doesn't exist uh, if anyone can do j-pop music let us know Yep. We love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bummies.